You're listening to the Build to Rent Podcast. Build to Rent Podcast. Welcome to the Build to Rent Show, everybody. Steve Olson here with Sheridan Zanger and Chase Levitt here in our deluxe new Season 2 studio. This is Episode 3 of Season 2. Um, we're excited to continue the, the dialogue from last time where we got into this whole is COVID over? Um, how, how was Halloween, guys? <laughs> it was awesome. Went trick-or-treating with my kids. And <laughs> That's BS. This is 10 minutes after okay, we recorded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Liar, liar. It's going to be amazing. Yes. You could tell I was lying. Did you feel I that? I could tell, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm a bad liar. We, we, we're knocking out two episodes at once here, but we, we wanted to because the topics kind of uh, gel together and our are fresh on our minds here, but Chase took the bait. And then he called you out on it. Yeah, and, and Sheridan looked at me like, burned. you're full of it. And she <laughs> I'm knew just what waiting was going for someone else to answer, so thanks for jumping in. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even change shirts, so I mean, that's that's the dead giveaway. Yeah. yeah. I put a sweater on, so it looks Same like Same with the black. Yeah. yeah, yeah, still in, in your Halloween costume. Yep. As a golfer. Hey, I took golf lessons a couple of times, and I'm still doing it, and I played the best golf I've played in my life about uh, two weeks ago. Where'd you play at? In Alpine. Okay. Here. Yeah. Awesome. Played some good golf. Yeah. Um, turns out when you have something, somebody that knows what they're doing to teach you, you make a lot pr- of progress faster. Just little tweaks. I mean, the funny thing is, is there's just, some of it's just such small stuff. My husband golfs, my yeah. son golfs, my girls golf, my daughter's boyfriend golfs. Yeah. So. You golf. You went with us at one time. Remember? Yeah. I'm not good, <laughs> but I love golfing. I actually love driving yeah. the cart. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Well, and that's a good metaphor for anything, you know. It's hire somebody that knows what they're doing because when you're too close to the situation, you just don't know. That, that's true with build for rent products too, you know. Yeah. And you get too close. I, I've vented about a problem to somebody before, and and you know they've said, "Hey, have you tried this?" And I, it's so obvious, so stupid that, but I was too close. Yeah, I think Karen Weeks has been good at that for me. <clears throat> She every once in a while will throw something good out. So yeah. anyway, Karen's our title rock star. Amazing, title lover. Rep. Yeah, in Utah. Yeah, she's great. Ten thirty one accommodator nationwide as well. United West title. Karen Weeks. Look her up. Yeah, I think probably ninety percent of our investors use her for ten thirty one exchanges. Yeah, I think the ten percent that don't is because they got duped into using somebody else they just and have they were other selling a property yeah, yeah. outside of the state or something but yeah. well when you talk about a 1031 on a new construction build for rent you know it's people don't know what you're talking about a lot of people say that's not yeah. even doable and it's not on most stuff that's yeah. built to rent but because of how we do it and you take title it works I, i've seen cpas run for the hills when their clients ask them questions on this mm-hmm. stuff and and most of the accommodators Kind of get it, but Karen is just so, she's great. She's awesome. Yeah, like we don't get anything by recommending Karen. And we didn't even go into this episode thinking that we would be, right? Nope. But, I mean, if you're doing a build for rent and you need a 1031 accommodator, she she's solid. She she's can make good. some suggestions yeah. and ideas that, that would be very helpful. So And they are doable. Yeah, they are doable. They are. Um, so we've been talking about if COVID's over. And we concluded <laughs> on the last episode that... Not in a good way, other than you don't have to wear a mask, right? And you don't have to have all those weird constraints. You can go about your life again. And, but in many other ways, the, the effects of, of what we did in 2020 are still hanging around and, and making operating difficult. Um, the interest rate party is over, but 
you know, some of the other terrible parts of COVID are hanging around with these supply chain things that we talked about. But another component that we have to consider is what's actually happening with leasing now that COVID is quote unquote over or, or, or is it really, what do you think on that? I think it's been similar and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong or talk about what you're seeing. But from what I've seen, I think it's kind of similar with where prices were going six months ago, nine months ago, where things were crazy with pricing and people wanted to buy property. And so things just kept going up and we didn't know where prices were going to go. I thought it was similar with rents where rents continue to climb. They continue to go up. And so now we're kind of in an interesting phase where rates have gone up. I don't think the, the rents have dropped drastically, but I have seen them soften a little bit in certain markets. They're not continuing to rise and, and go crazy like they were. That's what I'm seeing so far. I would agree. I know we talked with Corey a little bit, our property manager, um, a little bit before this episode as well. And he had made a comment that he's starting to see things level out. So the last three months have kind of been rocky and now he's starting to see some stuff level out. But I think they're having to offer incentives and do different things because I just think there's a lot of inventory, especially in the three markets we're in. Again, specifically Arizona, Idaho, and Utah. So it'll be interesting to see if things start to change a little bit. Um, I've been looking into this. I have a couple comments on that. Okay. <clears throat> Did you think I was going to not? No. Okay. Shoot yeah. me. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I remember a couple of years ago, do you remember we went to this conference in, I think it was in Chicago. Yep. You were sick the whole time. I remember I that I think one. you were the first person to ever get COVID. Yep. I gave it to everybody. Yeah. For years ago. This was like in 2017 or <laughs> And we ate, we ate at Javier's and we went upstairs to the Javier's in Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. Mm -hmm. You're full of it. There's no Javier's in Chicago. No, we no, ate it at was Banderas. 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 Okay. okay, you're right. Banderas. Yes. Another and good restaurant. I was well, thinking Mexican because I got... Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. Sorry. Well, he sick. got out of bed for Banderas. Yes. I, yeah. But well, he I couldn't go to the conference. I to like what we ate I there. ate a salad though or something <laughs> like light, remember? I was in bad shape. You got really excited about something there. I can't remember what dish it was and you were, you were quite giddy. Well, Even though you were it was sick. either the enchiladas with the steak or the, the dessert, the chicken and ribs or the hockey puck desserts. Yes, Banderas is my favorite. It's the dessert. One of my favorites. Banderas is a great restaurant. Yeah. But I had to go there. I got their little salad. It was real. I was sick. Anyways. Well, okay, so Chicago, the moral sorry. of the story is that we go to conferences for real estate related matters sometimes, but it's mostly a way to just go be foodies for two or three days because we hate the conferences. I mean, don't we? Yeah. For the it's, most it's, part, uh, yeah. It's, it's good to get some good relationships and, yeah. and take some things from them. We yeah. get some nuggets get every once in a while. Yeah. And I think it's good for us to be together, you know, yeah. uninterrupted for the most part. Mm -hmm. I think that that helps build See what people are saying. A lot yeah. of what they say is just, I, I don't know. But this particular one was a multifamily conference for IMN. And I somehow wound up on this panel with these guys that develop apartments and stuff. And I remember this guy, I think he worked out of New York City. And I was the weirdo on the panel talking about 7% cap rates. And they looked at me like I was crazy. But at the time, we were doing that in, in Utah. And he, I remember this guy said, I don't know how much longer we can push this off onto the tenants. <coughs> Excuse me. Basically saying that material costs were so crazy that we had to keep raising and raising rents. I've got a cough. 
<laughs> doesn't have Sorry. COVID. Doesn't have COVID. Yeah, we've, we've I've been tested. <laughs> so how much longer can we continue to do this was the problem. And I think we found it. Mm-hmm. Right? We can't keep raising rents anymore. You combine that with all this supply that's been coming on the market during COVID. Uh, people rushing into these work-from-home markets. And here we are. Well, everyone became a builder, right? If you think about it, everyone could build. Everyone could pick up a piece of dirt. It was There was inventory all over. And now... <clears throat> From what I've seen, especially locally, some of those builders are cutting back by about 30 to 40% on what they're expecting to do. Or I guess I shouldn't say really cutting back. They're stretching it out. They're slowing down, right? And saying, hey, I don't need to jump the gun and do everything right now. So it'll be interesting to see what inventory looks like in 2024. Give you a little break for for a little bit. A little example to help our listeners. Um, Laguna Farms or Entrada Farms. So we have two Idaho projects. When did we roll those out? 2019 or, right? 2019, we started yeah. selling those. In the pro forma, we're talking about rents. We were at 1,300 Laguna Farms. 1,400. 1,400 for Entrada Farms. And so it's been a much longer construction period than we anticipated. We talked about supply much chain longer. supply chain issues, and, and that's what's been going on. So over the last, let's say, two to three years from selling it to seeing this thing being built or part of it being built at the time and part of it leased up in certain areas right in Laguna Farms and Toronto Farms we got the first couple phases and first half of Toronto Farms you have a duplex, unit in, duplex uh-huh. in there and so what did you get on your rents and, th- and this is our example so 2019 we had uh, in Toronto Farms in Meridian 1400 your <laughs> so unit was finished when my unit was finished uh, yes so 12-31-2020. So really, I, I could have had a tenant in January. The first tenant signed a lease in February of 2021. Okay. It was for the base rent of 1400 So about a year because, and a half ago. And and that was partially because they had a bunch of inventory coming on, right? They were new. They were testing the market. Okay. So now, it climbed a little bit there. Now, when mine renewed, both of mine renewed in April of 2022, uh-huh. And they renewed for... This is before the rates. Yep. They re- it was 1800 a month. Okay. So we came to here. So that's Plus five, I'm getting that's a pet That's $400, yep. $500 more than our pro forma mm-hmm. per unit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Now let's talk about it now. So we went from 1400 It was finished. We're about there at the pro forma, maybe a little bit more. 2021, $1,800. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so let's let's fast forward a little bit now. This was... First of the year, let's let's go to where we're at now. This is our example for Meridian Intrada Farm. It's softened just a little bit. So they're showing that our patents are about seventeen twenty-five a month. That's a floor plan. Yep, um, it's three a three-story mm-hmm. end-unit floor plan, and then the interior unit they have at fifteen ninety-five again. The patent floor plan, the three-story, two-bed, three-bed, two and a half bath unit, and I don't see any. There aren't any tuckers okay, on here. That's good. So. so when things are crazy with home pricing and also with rents, that was in the spring, right? And that was probably the ceiling, 1800. So it softened just a little bit. That's yeah. what we're trying to say here. It hasn't dropped. It, it's not crazy. It's not like the pro forma's destroyed. Yeah, rates have changed, um, but the rents have softened just a little bit. We're, we're seeing, or they're starting to level off and be a little bit more normal. Well, and that tests what people have said, you know, there's this anecdote going back to 08 that 
in the 08 crash, rents didn't go down. And they, they kind of didn't. I didn't observe that personally. Maybe mm-hmm. some of the listeners did in the markets where they are. But be, people still needed a place to live. But So this whole premise has been, well, well rents aren't going to go down. Well, they have. That's another thing looking us right in the face. In, in some markets, they have gone down. And <clears throat> I started looking into this. It's this concept of household formation. Let me read something to you really quickly from Globus.com. Um, this was written in August, so not, not too long ago. Approximately 85,000 fewer households were created during the first half of 2022 compared to the same six months of last year. The housing shortage contributed to this as lack of available homes and rentals kept some young adults living at home or in roommate situations. So people aren't going out on their own absorbing inventory as much as they were. Now, this article says it's because there wasn't inventory to absorb. I think that's flipped. So we've got a bunch of developers that came into some of these hot markets, Boise, Salt Lake, Phoenix, some of the Texas, Florida, Atlanta, Vegas, um, a lot of these markets where people were moving to like crazy, right? You're in San Francisco. You're thinking, I can go get a much bigger place. You're in Denver saying, I'm going to move out from with my parents or you're with your, your newly married wife in a one bedroom. I'm going to go to a three bed townhome. That's just not happening anymore. Mm-hmm. When people are uncertain about the future, when they're uncertain about the economy and a crazy, insane hike in interest rates, will do that to you, you say, I'm not going to make major life decisions. Well, it's funny because we were talking about this the other day, last week in the office, right? Where I think now what's happening is people are saying, how do we save money? Mm -hmm. I'm going to move back in with mom and dad. Or, hey, if I can shack up with some friends, I'm going to shack up with some friends and save myself some money right now. Because I think people are kind of a little bit scared and uncertain and don't know what to do. That can't blame them, right? And they can't afford anything. I mean, thank heavens I bought my kids townhomes. Yeah, they can't exactly. They're like, I can't all my all my other bills, my gas, my groceries, everything is so high. Take Boise for example, meteorically high rates. It gets so high, but then you know what? All the rest of this inflation catches up. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you know, a couple hundred bucks to many renters is a big deal. And now all these people that came in and developed apartments at the beginning of COVID are putting them on the market. So you've got a unit for rent, you've got a tenant who's under persistent inflation pressure, and now they have choices. And now you're competing with other people. So rents haven't, you know, they haven't been gutted, but something that you were renting for $2,000, you are doing $1,800 now. Yeah. <clears throat> First three months at 1000 <clears throat> Some kind, kind of, of stuff. incentive. Yeah. yeah, you're going to have to do some kind of an incentive to get some yeah. of these people in the door. I think the, in most of these projects, especially right now, yeah. You know, being coming on winter, it's a slower totally. leasing season in Utah and Idaho. Arizona, we're kind of interested to see because right now it's yeah. We've to got pick a project a in lease up right now. It seems to have gone, you know, Fairly decently good. well. Yeah. But there is competition in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Lot Arizona is like you can build the laboratory like for build stop. for rent. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of competition for inventory with tenants that are feeling pressures from inflation and they're not so easily persuaded. So there's this faulty concept. Well, people got to live somewhere. Well, yeah, they can live under a bridge. They can live with mom and dad. They can stay where they are. And we're seeing a lot of that. Not, not to the point where it's 
it's crushing things. But, you know, when you were underwriting those financial models with 20% rent increases, what does a 5% decrease look like in that model? That's yeah. rough. There's a couple of things I jotted down that were coming to mind when we're talking about rents, whether you're buying or whether you're renting. Um, product type, right? A lot of times we're talking about the townhome. That's our bread and butter. Sometimes the condo because we have a stacked unit. Um, so townhome, condo, houses. <clears throat> those are the three common product type. And then you think about location and demand. So product type, location, demand. Earlier in the year, when things are crazy, I think this was being overlooked a little bit or forgotten about because people just wanted to buy properties and rates were so good. And so those are three key factors now where I think it really matters, where things have switched a little bit. <clears throat> You're going to have investors and also probably renters looking at the product type. <clears throat> They're looking at the location and what kind of demand is there. And maybe we're sitting in a good situation on Village and Greenway Right, those are two bedroom, two bath units, and then the duplexes were one bedroom, one bath. So maybe being at a little bit lower of a price point there, yeah. may be something that is needed in that market. I mean, yeah, it's kind of and interesting. it can be micro, depending on what market it is, yeah. on what that market needs and what it's looking for, and what's what's coming or what's already there. Yeah. So do your research is what I'm trying to say. Product type, location, demand is huge. Yeah. Well, and we talked about this on the last show. <clears throat> the household formation has has slowed, but so have the permits in, in many markets. So you have to consider that. You have to go, people are afraid to make major life decisions right now. They will not always be afraid to make major life decisions. You know, we talk about that price discovery. Eventually things calm down and people come out of their bunker, metaphorically, and they're ready to do something. You got to wonder if that starts happening at a point when we're feeling the fact that the the permits getting pulled right now. Yeah, what inventory do we have? I, I don't know. Because, you know, you, we came from a place, at least at the markets that we're in, of record low inventory. And that is increasing now. But it's not, it's not always, you know, just swimming in inventory, right? You remember the You've seen the movie The Big Short when they go down to Florida and they're driving around these vacant new construction neighborhoods. Nobody's living there. There's an alligator in a swimming pool, right? We're not there. We've definitely increased. So you got to wonder what happens when the confidence for household formation returns and, and when that will be. I don't know when it is, but I know that it does happen. Well, yep. it's going to have to come back. People aren't going to live with mom and dad forever. And like people, families mm -hmm. grow, different things happen. Mm -hmm. And where do we start to see that? I've always assumed that the A-class, the nice apartment building with the theater room and fancy, I've always assumed that that's going to be kind of your first to go or soften a little bit. Yeah. Are we starting to see that yet? Or is that the case? I don't know. I think it probably depends on the market. Mm -hmm. okay. We'd and have again, to the availability, out. like what, what product type is available in that area? Yeah, because they're, they're taking rental cuts. I mean, the A's are historically more likely to cut than the B's and the C's, right? Or the first ones to cut, right? Because <clears throat> yeah. they're a little, they've got to get them leased up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you been hearing anything about Airbnbs? I've been hearing a lot that bookings are down. Mm -hmm. that, and I think this is local, hyper-local as well. But a lot of people got into that with big underwrites, assuming massive rental cash flow and you got to wonder if that's going to put some inventory on the market. Yeah. 
have well, a, I have some friends that picked up a couple down in Scottsdale area, and they were just killing it for a while. And now, I mean, they've said over the last couple of months it slowed down quite a bit. Usually picks up around, you know, holidays, which is normal. And then obviously with the Super Bowl and waste management being down there over the same weekend in February, I think that, you know, that market will see they won't be hurting as much. But I think people are kind of hurting in that Airbnb space. Yeah, that was a huge curveball. I didn't see 2020. Oh, here we go. Vacation rentals, 2020. They're going to start to soften up and they're going to not be rented out. And that just took off. Remember? Yeah. I, I know down in St. Like George. Yeah. Like I'm from St. George. There's a ton of vacation yeah. rentals down there. You got to wonder what's going to happen with that. Yeah. You know, what's going to really stink. And this is probably just us airing it out. But imagine arriving at Terminal E in February and trying to rent a car. Because, you know, you go out on that curb at the Phoenix airport to rent a car and that line is like 300 yards long of people waiting for one rental bus. And that's on like a kind of a busy day. But with the Super Bowl and the waste management thing going, that's yeah. going to stink. Yeah. So let's go in. That's February. Let's go in January. We're not going down on our Phoenix trip during the Super As much as we might be tempted, <laughs> we cannot. Or maybe we drive down. <laughs> yeah. Driving? We're not yeah. going to do that Trying either. to kill us? I drove to... Phoenix one time and thought I was going to die. I had some teenagers for a soccer tournament and oh. It is a, I mean, it's a beautiful drive from Utah, from Salt Lake just to Phoenix. Just one way. But it's not convenient. No, you do not want to come back. Yeah, right. Can you just ship my car back? Or? I mean, you go through some amazing landscape, but it's just like, there's no freeway. You got to, no. it's, yeah. it's stupid. Okay. And, and even from Vegas to Phoenix, it's not really a freeway, is it? No. Isn't it that, uh, that it's, 60? It's like that two way, two lane highway or something. Yeah, because that goes right yes. by our Greenway uh -huh. project. Uh -huh. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so rents in, in some prop property types and markets have, have come off 10, 15% as people continue to feel inflation pressure. Um, I did an analysis, analysis on a project I wanted to make sure because it was going to be constructed in about 18 months from now. Uh, investors, you should really look at the city council notes. You should do whatever resources you have to dig into proposed inventory, um, approved inventory, permits, um, and historical absorption rates, right? Or are you going to be coming online when 500 other units are coming on a line, online in a market that historically absorbs 300 units? That equals trouble, mm -hmm. right? Or... Maybe there's a big glut right now. The mark you, you've got 600 units coming online in a market that historically absorbs 400 a year, but you're not going to show up till two years from now. Um, maybe you miss the tidal wave a little bit, right? This mm -hmm. is stuff that all has to be considered. And I'll admit, when we got into this business, I don't know about you guys, but the thing I just said, I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> okay, like looking forward, looking at inventory what's coming and what's expected, you, you have to do that because, man, it really stinks coming on the market when everybody else is too. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Not that I can think of. Not right now. No, I think that's a good episode. Well, I mean, other than, again, I think it'll be interesting to see as interest rates increase, decrease, whatever they do, how rents follow. Because it's it, they have to follow. It has to do something. It has to either, yeah. if rates are going to stay high, then rents will have to come up a little bit more. And then if rates go low, 
you know, where and it's this inflation yeah, topic. It's, like if inflation keeps going up, people are fine. There's more money, right? I, I've been seeing this data that um, credit cards are getting max. There's a lot of savings in America that has been weathering this, this rate increase. You're going to run out at some point. Yeah. I mean, I, some people are already saying uncle. Interesting times for sure. Yeah. We'll see what happens in the next three to six months. So <coughs> that's why we're here. Yeah. We'll be talking about it. Chase is going to give us the best read on inflation. He's going to Disneyland <laughs> tomorrow. And I, I you know, I've always kind of gauged like what's a Disneyland like because uh, that place is ridiculous. And um, by the way, everybody should listen to the comedian Tom Papa's spiel on Disney World. It's worth your time. Look it up. But Chase is going to let us know. I mean, if there's a bajillion people at Disneyland in early November, recession's not all the way here yet. Yeah. I'll call in Lane to do that episode with me. <laughs> Our lender Lane is, yeah. He, he loves Disney Do you think Disney he's wearing World. Mickey ears right now by himself in a I room somewhere? I he's dressing up like as some character, like a Disney character for Halloween. Yeah. We got to ask him. We love you, Lane. Does he sing the Mickey Mouse song to himself? I don't know. Like in the I bathroom th- But I think something? he's more of like a King Triton guy. Right? Like, that's kind of his He vibe. thinks of himself that yes. way. Yeah. Yeah. That would actually be hilarious. I wonder if he could get his wife to dress up as Ariel. Well, no, because that wouldn't work. Yeah. But he could be King Triton. She could be Ariel. They could have one of their boys. <laughs> Don't stay on this too long or I'm going to take us into the gutter. Okay. Oh, okay. We gotta, well, we that's enough. We're down. good. All right. This thanks episode for was good. <laughs> to the Bill to Red Love Show. You guys. We'll catch visuals. you next time. All right. Thanks for listening to the Build to Rent podcast. You are now just a few clicks away from joining our community of Build to Rent investors. All you have to do is follow our show on Facebook, LinkedIn, or wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can also watch this episode and more by subscribing to the Build to Rent podcast on YouTube. The information presented in this podcast is general in nature. Nothing in this presentation should be construed as financial advice or recommendations for any particular situation. The hosts are only licensed to provide advice and services in the states where they are specifically licensed. And listeners should seek the advice from an appropriately licensed professional in the area where they invest. The examples presented in this presentation are for illustration only, and no guarantee that similar results can be achieved, since the facts, circumstances, and participants are all different.